0: Uh, so from there, we could want to, we, we want to open with a strong start. You know, in media res, drop them right into the action. So I'd say the party would probably already know each other just for the sake of not wasting an entire session on why should I trust you.
1: Um, yeah. Have them like walking past the village at night and seeing this weird glow around it and... Hopefully, deciding to investigate, and if they decide to push past, then they get attacked by zombies.
0: I was thinking, just having them—you know—you're wandering, uh, you're wandering through the night. Uh, the sun has already set. You push onward, seeing the twinkle of lights coming, uh, coming from the village up ahead. Tendrils of smoke rise up into the into the dark blue sky. You hear a rustle in the leaves. Roll for
1: initiative. <laughs> Yeah, that works too.
0: Now you're establishing suddenly there's these burnt zombies that are trying to murder that are just wandering in your direction because you are between them and the town. Then the players can get into town and be like, what the hell was that? And they'll be like, oh yeah, we've been attacked by these zombies for the last week. And
1: the players will be like, yeah, see ya.
0: I mean, if the players go, yeah, see, it would be like, all right, well, I guess we're done for the day, and um, let me know where you want to go, and I'll prepare that instead. Yeah. Part of the social contract is that you have agreed to play what the DM has prepared, because the DM has to put in a lot of time and energy, and this is going to take even more time and energy, because now we are trying to co-create this, so we have to, like, share our thoughts and things.
1: Yeah, but we're
0: both great at that.
1: <laughs> no, I think we are because we start on one topic and then we get onto another topic and then six topics later we figure out what we were talking about the first time.
0: <laughs> so the cave system. I mean, he could very well have an entire. No, the caves leave the cave system to be fairly simple Um, Getting through it isn't that difficult Um, But then they go through the portal which takes them to uh, some sort of a fortress Uh, Maybe in the cave system, we should throw a a faction of uh, a faction of gnolls or something that the party can actually negotiate with because the gnolls do not like these adventurers, but they like the zombies that keep popping up in the- in the lower chambers even less, so... Mm-hmm. Or the players could just fight them to the death, which gnolls are not something you want to go messing around
1: with. Yeah.
0: What is the CR? One hand, okay, they're not that bad.
1: That's not too bad, no. And then treasure. There's always got to be treasure. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you're, well, you've are well. you played in my games. You were very well aware that I am the king of breaking my games with too much cool shit.
1: And then you are also the king of repairing your games and moving along. Like, <laughs> I don't think you ever really break your games because you just adapt and keep going.
0: Yep. That's all you do. It's all numbers. You can have players that have obscenely powerful things but as long as you adapt the game for it it's fine i once had a wizard with a plus 11 intelligence don't get at me for the rules breaking it was a homebrew (laughs) pile of shit that involved a wish um make another story about fodder the the barbarian who thought he was a wizard another time but yeah, you just adapt what you've got in front of you and make it work. Yep. Um, what level of character do we want to be going through this? Because the gnolls are one half, the zombies are one quarter. However, we could also, like, with those, put the players at a higher level and have hordes. Mm -hmm. using some of the minion rules on the zombies, like make them one hit and they're dead, which would then fire off the ash ability every time they hit one. But then it just poof and it's dead.
1: But then, yeah, just have so many of them. I would like to see them personally, at least third level, because third level is usually when it gets good for most classes.
0: Yeah, no matter what class you pick, you've got your subclasses by
1: then. Yeah. That's why I like third level.
0: (laughs) Uh, Just looking through some of the higher level uh, undead that are out there. I mean, uh, you start getting into the CR sixes and that gets, that gets dangerous. Oh yeah. Of course. If I look up, you know, what are we gonna use for this necromancer? So, gotta be a caster. Mhm. Okay, so mage, we've got CR one, CR three, a CR five, a CR, a couple CR sixes. Yeah, then it starts getting crazy. <laughs> Definitely not an archer. Yeah. We're gonna have to pare him down from what he probably should be, because, you know, if he's got a whole fortress and a series of teleportation things. Either he's working for somebody more powerful than him, or we're gonna have to reduce it, because if we throw an Archmage at them, that's like a CR12, and they're dead.
1: Yeah, that'll be a little too much.
0: So, let's say we have three to four players. We don't know how many players or what classes that we're building for yet, which is a bit of a challenge. But if we aim for the standard mage, that's a CR6 mm-hmm. 40 hit points AC of 12, and then a bunch of spells why they bother with a dagger attack and we'll play around with that spell list. but fifth level spells fifth level spells would get you animate dead.'ll so it just take oh, him yeah. forever just take him forever to build these fucking things. so well, losing them is been a working pain on it
1: ass. so long. <laughs>
0: so yeah our bad guy's a cr6 mage and then we are going to just bury him in undead of different kinds
1: he could have like I... cages full of zombies that he has prepped and ready to go and then you know maybe the players will have to uh, get to a certain point like on a time crunch before he can get to a switch that releases a whole bunch of them Mm-hmm. that'd be fun
0: Oh yeah, I'd also like to fill this thing with, uh, one of the reasons I want him to be a reasonably powerful bad guy is because I want to fill it with a bunch of traps and things that he would have set up so that if somebody were, like, if he's smart enough to figure out this level of a plan, he's probably smart enough to think that someone might be crazy enough to come through the portal this way, if it's a two-way portal. Yeah. So he's got plans for this but you know have a layer so let's say let's just say session one they're coming into town they get attacked they get into town they have a role play session they're in a safe place um they work their way down through the mine or through the cave system which may take them one or two sessions like they may have to leave they may have to leave and come back i think we should make that a decent size That should probably be half the dungeon crawl that they're doing... hmm We need a social encounter before they go through that portal. We need something that isn't just a, a meat grinder combat, because once they go through that, it's going to be a lot of traps and puzzles to try and get them killed before they hit another combat phase.
1: What if there was... Um... Like maybe the cave system is part of an old mine and they find a miner um, that has hidden himself away in a, I don't know, in some kind of hidey hole near where the portal is where he is safe from the zombies, but maybe he's injured, he can't get out. So that would at least provide them a sort of safe place to get a bit of rest before they go through the portal.
0: Or they can trek themselves out of them out of the cave system into town
1: mm-hmm and they can choose whether or not to take that injured person with them.
0: That's also a possibility, or they can be bloody fools and just charge straight on through, which is their choice.
1: Hey, fail your perception checks enough, and uh, you won't know he's even there. <laughs>
0: Or they're just like, yeah, I know we're running out of spell slots, and none of us have more than half health, but yeah, we can totally walk through this and keep going. Yeah, that.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: All right. So we'll flesh that out a little bit more. Um, Definitely think the cave system should be the larger of the two dungeon crawl or the dungeon
1: crawls, though. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Maybe, ooh, yeah. To hell with experience points. And because this is a shorter game, we aim to make the, the cave system bigger, more confusing, and with multiple factions because factions exist in a cave system. Um, and then at the end of that, when they reach the portal one way or another, they're like if they step through the portal or if they go back, they're going to get level four Um,
1: That's a good idea. And maybe ah, some fun new toys before they can go through the portal.
0: Potentially. Potentially. What are some of the bigger undeads that we could throw? Um... Ogre Zombie is a CR2. Poltergeist is a 2. Mummy's a 3. Whites are 3. Banshees are 4. That's a lie. Um, (laughs) That is a fucking lie. Just like shadows. Banshee, CR4, 58 hit points, 12 AC. Damage resistance to acid, fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non magical weapons. Damage immunities cold, necrotic, and poison. Condition immunities charmed, exhaustion, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, restrained. Dark vision 60 feet, passive perception 10. It can uh, detect the life of living creatures up to five miles away that aren't undead or constructs. Uh, it's got incorporeal movement, so I can just wander through things. Uh, it's Corrupting Touch is a plus four to hit and deals 3d6 plus two necrotic damage. And then uh, it has Horrifying Visage. Any non-undead creature within 60 feet of the Banshee that can see her must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute. But the worst part is the whale that she can only do once per day, but Banshee releases a mournful whale provided that she isn't in sunlight. This whale has no effect on constructs or undead. All mm. other creatures within 30 feet of her that can hear her must make a DC-13 Constitution saving throw. On a failure, a creature drops to zero hit points. On a success, the creature takes 10 3d6 psychic damage.
1: And there is the reason why I did not put a banshee in that mausoleum tower for you guys to find.
0: <laughs> Another one to watch out for is the shadow. CR one half. 12 AC, 16 hit points, speed of 40 feet, plus 4 to stealth. Uh, Damage-resistant, acid coal, fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks, immune to necrotic and poison damage, vulnerable to radiant damage, condition immunities, exhausted, exhaustion, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, and restrained. Uh, Amorphous, so it can squeeze through an inch uh a space as narrow as one inch. Oh. Uh, when in dim light or darkness, the shadow can take the hide action as a bonus action. Its stealth bonus is also improved to plus six. Uh, it's sunlight weakness. But here's here's where it gets messy. Strength drain. Mm-hmm. Plus four to hit. High foot reach. One creature uh, on a hit, it takes 2d6 plus 2 necrotic damage, so average of 9, and the target's strength score is reduced by 1d4. The target dies if its strength is reduced to 0. Otherwise, the reduction lasts until the target finishes a short or long rest. If a non-evil humanoid dies from this attack, a new shadow rises from the corpse 1d4 hours later. Holy shit. And if you go back through some of the old lore, if you come back to life, you don't have a shadow anymore. Like, say someone wishes you back to life after you are risen. And the worst part is, is that as soon as you come back, your shadow knows. And it knows where you are. And it wants to
1: kill you. Wow. I mean, yeah, but wow.
0: CR one half.
1: I I disagree.
0: <laughs> I greatly disagree.
1: There's way too immune, the way too many immunities there to, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know that's just think about. So one of those would be like a bad day, right? Now yeah. imagine four of them falling on a party. It's only a CR two fight.
1: Yeah. Still the uh, those yeah. You're going to have a pretty upset party. (laughs) You're
0: going to have a pretty dead party. Well, that too. Because in that situation, they wouldn't go for the big guy. They wouldn't go for the muscle-bound guy if they're smart. They have a negative two intelligence, but if they can get their hands on the wizard, the wizard will die the fastest. That's just logical. Kill the wizard and then worry about the party as it starts falling apart because they're going to go into a death spiral. But yeah, that that could seriously mess up your party.
1: Oh yeah. Anyway,
0: so we've got 3 to 4 level 3 adventurers. The first bit's going to be a heck of a lot of ash zombies. So they're going to be making that save on a regular basis every time they kill one, unless they can start doing it at a range but we're not gonna tell them about that fun little feature until they're actually in there because their characters would have no fucking clue what they're dealing with.
1: Exactly.
0: That's also what that first encounter outside of the cave system is for.
1: Learning what they could what they yep. do and what they're up against.
0: Yep. Give them a little little preview of what's to come. Then they'll get into town they'll get given their quest maybe they'll bugger around and do some other stuff who knows um, and then they'll head into the cave system which let's assume that we can get through all of that in one in less than one session they may start the caves probably spend another full session on the caves possibly moving into the third one Then we have a giant question mark over whether they're going to just leap through the portal or head back into town. My only concern with the plan to give them level 4 is that they will... Like, if we give them level 4 as they walk through the portal, then if they didn't stop and rest, then they're being rewarded for being reckless? Yeah. Unless we make that a condition of getting level four.
1: Oh, that could be. Yeah, because rest.
0: (laughs) You need to take a long rest. Whether you do that in the cave system or in town is entirely up to you. Town is a hell of a lot safer, because even though you've killed a bunch of the zombies, there's still a chance A, more could come through, or B, somebody else who lives in these caves doesn't like you very much. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. And they're going to go through that portal. They're going to some sort of a fortress or a tower. I figure one layer of like saw level traps because this guy is kind of crazy and his staff are, disp- are expendable.
1: It's going to be fun nailing down all the nitty gritty details but i think this episode's probably long enough (laughs) yes
0: it definitely is we will uh we will work on the planning of that and maybe we'll record that for people as we're going
1: yeah definitely that way we can keep tabs and we can chat about what you know went good what didn't do our before and after things
0: yeah this may end up being a small mini series because there's a lot to work out, and I think people could gain beneficial stuff from watching us fumble our way through it.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. Whether it's a disaster or a success, it will be fun.
0: Oh, it will definitely be fun. We may walk away from this going, well, let's never, ever do that again. Because I, I actually think you and I are on enough of the same wavelength. We can make this work as smoothly as it possibly can. Yeah. Of course, this also might be about as fun as trying to swallow a cactus hole. So, yeah, well, or as easy, or as smooth as swallowing a cactus hole, I should say. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, oh, you yeah. are
0: correct that this is going. This is Episode has gone on long enough, so we will wrap this up for now, and we look forward to seeing you all next time.
1: <laughs> Bye.